Welcome to Insights, the podcast from Haley Marketing built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. Whether we're talking about marketing trends or what's working right now for staffing and recruiting firms across North America, we're here to share our insights on how you can stand out, stay top of mind, and sell more. Let's get to the show. What's up? This is Brad Biley, and welcome back to another episode of Insights, the podcast built to help you with your recruitment and digital marketing. As always, I'm joined by Haley Marketing's Director of Recruitment Marketing. He's Matt Lozar. Matt, happy new year, buddy. Happy new year, Brad. How are you? I'm doing great. How are you? We're doing well. Good. Matt, we have a ton of snow on the horizon. How do you feel about that? I know you are passionate about building the outdoor hockey rink. Is that in jeopardy as we look at possibly down the barrel of 10 to 12 inches of snow? The, the quick response is when you have a rink, you want a cold winter, not a snowy winter, because hmm. if you have snow on the rink, somebody has to clear the rink, Brad. Right. So you want a cold winter, not a lot of snow. We'll, we'll manage. I mean, that's like literally first world problems here that we're talking about. Sure. Trying to clear off my backyard sure. rink, but it's for the kids. They have fun. And I think by our next episode, we'll have solid ice and a lot of fun. Can't wait to hear about it. I played hockey pretty much my whole life. Uh, played from like sixth grade on and through pretty much college. Coached for like five or six years. Never had an outdoor rink. So I think it's pretty cool that you do that. This is Brad asking, inviting himself over, folks. That's what yeah, just happened. I still have my skates. Do you mind if I lace them up and you know give it a couple laps? Throw on the pads, jump in the net, and the eight-year-old oh, will come do take shots on you. We could do that. We could absolutely do that. All right, man. Let's get to the show, huh? Let's go. Preparing for 2022, Matt, we talk about this topic pretty much every year on Insights as we've done now for two to three years. I want to frame it differently, though. When we think about preparing annual goals when it comes to marketing, recruitment marketing, heck, even business goals, with everything around us, right? Nothing has really changed from 21 to 22 here. With everything around us, do we need to prepare any differently this year than we would have last year? And I want to pass it to you, softball, your way. When we think about preparing for 2022, though, where do we get started? That's a great question. Where do we get started? Talk about an open-ended question there. <laughs> Goodness gracious, Brad. I, I, When you started the question, before you throw me the open-ended part, it's it's coming back to the basic principles we've talked about on Insights Forever. Sure. Business goals, how can marketing help you reach business goals? That's not going to change. It will never change. It's just you know what tools will help you get there, what parts of social media, which we'll talk maybe a little bit, segment three, or we can go here. Yeah. I think understanding the algorithms and just where people are spending time, how are they engaging with content, and then creating your content around those aspects that have changed, I think will help you find success in at the start of you know any time. But 2022, the beginning of a calendar year, is a natural, easy way to yeah. hit the reset button. I love a calendar reset. Matt, you know me. I, I read Think and Grow Rich every January. I've done that for probably seven to eight years. I have a big really end of December into January that I've done consistently for a while. When we think about setting 2022 goals, it really comes down to looking at your business goals, looking at your business objectives. What are you trying to achieve as a staffing or recruiting firm in North America? What are you trying to achieve? What's that percent growth? What are you looking to do? And making it a smart goal. Is your goal specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound? Do you know exactly where you want to be December 31st, 2022? Or do you simply want to put more candidates to work? Do you want to fill more job orders? Do you have a very vague goal? 
if I can share one tip with you today, and if you could take this through 2022, it's write down your goals and it's conceptualize them and it's put an actual number to it, make it a smart goal. If you have something that is specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound, you have a way to hold yourself accountable. And when we think about setting goals in 2022, I don't think it's any different than 2021. I don't even think it's any different than the goals you set in December. I truly don't. But what I would really, really strongly encourage you to do is make sure they're smart. Make sure they're specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. Otherwise, you just have a hope or a wish. You're just hoping that you fill more job orders. You're hoping you put more candidates to work out on assignment. We need to have a number to that. From there, well, then we can talk recruitment marketing. Then we can talk marketing. Then we can talk sales, right? Then then we get into the tactics. We get into the the, the nitty-gritty of it, right, Matt? We do. And the smart goal, the smart goal helps you stay grounded. It's I know my, my goals are in a business sense, if that's what we're talking about here. So, you know, I have a goal that needs would like to be hit by the end of calendar year 2022. Then you break it down into Matt, do you write that down? Can you see that number from where you're sitting right now? Well, no, there's not really a lot of places to uh, to uh, hang this up in the old home <laughs> office, Brad. Got it. Um, if got there's it, no it. walls in front of me, but... Oh, yeah, you look out a window, right? I do look out a window. So I, I could put it on a sticky and put it on my yeah. laptop here would probably be the yeah. best solution to you. Because, yeah, when you see it all the time, you start to internalize it. I mean... I think That's about that. Grow Rich 101, right? right? Really manifesting what it is that you want, but having it in a way where you have to see it every single day so that it just becomes second nature. One thing I d- did change this year was I put an alert in my phone for a goal that every morning it popped up. The number? So I set it, the goal, like that. which will stay nameless, yeah. but at 6.50 a.m., I, I personally said it as a daily yeah. uh, calendar yeah. invite, and now it shows up. Love it. So, and you put and you put notes in there too. If you click on it, say keep you know the five things you want to focus on to help you recycle. Yeah. So, I think that's that's a cool way to to see that. You know, the challenge as I've done this with other things in my life before is by a certain number of days you're just going to click off the appointment and not read yeah. it. But that's that works really well. I think, and it's a little bit of a hack you know, a different way to, to look at your goal every day. I think that's a super cool idea. I hadn't thought about that. Um, I have a whiteboard. The other side of the one that you can see as we're recording has all of my goals for 2022 on them. That's, you know, physical, like going to the gym type goals. That's financial goals. That's Haley marketing goals. It's, you know, relationship goals with, with my wife and things like that. But, um, I hadn't thought to put it as a note or a calendar reminder so that you wake up to it every day. I, I love that idea, Matt. Um, one thing that I would, again, just encourage everybody as you're listening, when you think about your 2022 goals, put a number to it, make it so that it's specific, it's measurable, it's achievable, it's realistic, and it's time bound. You need to know where do you want to be on December 31st, 2022. If you're just saying, oh, I want to put more candidates to work or you know, I want to be an employer of choice in Buffalo, what does that mean? Like, What does that actually mean? You need to have something that come... March, come June, July, whatever it might be, you can say, hey, I'm on my way or I'm way off track. And without having something like Matt has on his phone every single day, seeing that number, you don't know if you're on track or off track. And then how can you hold yourself accountable? So when we think, Matt, just to wrap this up here, when we think about preparing for 2022, when we think about doing things different, having this reset, this restart to a new year, I don't think setting goals changes at all. 
I think it's the exact same as we've been doing. The only thing that Matt and I would encourage you to do is make sure that you have something that is absolutely specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time-bound. How can you hold yourself accountable this year? How can you hold your team accountable this year? Heck, maybe it's setting a a calendar reminder at three o'clock at the end of the day. If, If you're supposed to make five sales calls a day, have you made those calls? You know, checking in on yourself. Is it a calendar reminder? Is it some sort of notification on your desktop? Do you have a sticky around you or a whiteboard? How can you see that goal so that you're constantly reminded to work towards it? Matt, let's talk job advertising in the new year. You look at trends, data from throughout job advertising platforms. You look across the industry, you look outside our industry. When you think about the year, when you think about what's coming, what's on the horizon, heck, maybe even what's here right now that our listeners might not know about, what should we start preparing for? What's on the horizon and and what should we know when it comes to job advertising? The biggest takeaway from 2021 that we've really pushed in 2022 from the job advertising programmatic team here at Haley Marketing, the jobs to budget ratio is so important. And I think even, you know, Brad doesn't live in the job advertising world all the time, but in his years at Haley Marketing, I'm sure he's heard from clients how many jobs should I sponsor? Or they think about it in a way of my budget's $3,000 a month, $2,000 a month, $10,000 a month. How many jobs should I sponsor? The reason that happens is the job boards were job slots to where you specifically had parking spots on job boards for a finite number of jobs you could sponsor. And as it changed more to a pay-per-click model with Indeed and ZipRecruiters does some job slots, does some pay-per-click, you have a budget and you can sponsor as many jobs as you want. If you want to have 5,000 jobs, excuse me, $5,000 and 5,000 jobs, you could. You're splitting that pie pretty thin. But the but job to budget ratio is important. And as I close this thought, the biggest takeaway, you know, myself, Bradley Reed, and our team have seen you need to sponsor more jobs. And it doesn't have to be more actual job orders, which is where this gets a little tricky. But let's say you have 50 open jobs and you only want to sponsor 30 of them. Okay. How can you leverage software technology to try different job titles, to try different cities and different combinations of those new job titles, new cities, to take those 30 jobs and make them 150 and reach a bigger audience because unemployment's low. You know, we can argue what it is, labor force participation rate, et cetera. But when candidates are really hard to find, you got to do everything you can to find different ways to reach them and advertising more jobs with different job titles in different cities in your area is a really successful way that we've seen drive better results. I don't know if I have much to add there, Matt. You know, when I talk to clients from throughout the industry, when I talk to just individuals at conferences or whatever it might be, I think there was almost a turning of the page sometime this year where where the industry realized you need to spend money to make money. And I think job advertising became more second nature. And I can't tell you it was on this day where it happened, but I will say just as a gut feeling throughout, again, talking to, let's say five to seven people every single day throughout the industry for a year, there was a tipping point where all of a sudden people were like, hey, we need to be advertising jobs. We need to be spending X on job boards. We need to be funneling more applications in from the right people right? If you're hiring in Buffalo, New York, and people are applying in Tallahassee, who cares? We need to find the right people that are qualified for our jobs. 
And and it feels to me, Matt, and you might know when this was, but it feels like there was a good tipping point last year. And it feels like that momentum is going to continue into 2022 where staffing and recruiting firms understand, listen, this isn't a free business anymore. We can't just post a job on Facebook and hope for the best. We do need structured, well-thought-out, well-calculated job advertising that is automated, that is processed, that is built out and formulated. Formulated? I don't know if I just made that word up, but we need that. It, I don't know if there's a specific date, Brad. There's probably a lot of factors here. There's the removal of organic traffic from Indeed a couple of years ago. I'm sure that took time for people. Crazy that that is still impacting us, right? Yeah, but it's it's a it had an impact, and people were are still sure. mad at Indeed about that. But that probably had it, and it's true. You don't hear a lot of people talking about oh, I, do I need to spend? Do I not need to spend? It comes down to how much do I need to spend? And the reason that was one of my biggest takeaways from 2021 is a lot of times we hear from job boards, from clients, not really job boards, but from clients is my rates are increasing or I need to spend more to get the same or even worse results. Like we haven't really told a client recently. I can't think of one. I've been doing thinking about this for a couple of months where you need to increase your budget. I'll suggest you can increase your budget because there's results to be had. Right? You're not reaching the whole market share. It's not, hey, Brad Staffing Agency spending $2,500 a month to get 2,000 applications or whatever, even 200 applications. Brad, to now get 200 applications in January, you need to spend $3,000. It's, hey, Brad, if you want to spend $3,000, you're going to get more than 200 applications. That's my biggest takeaway, I think, is we keep hearing, got to spend more to get the same or even worse results, unfortunately. But how can you leverage the software, the tech expertise of knowing how to manage all these budgets in such a fluid candidate market? That's what helps get better results. Matt, talk to us. If someone's listening right now and they're thinking, hey, I'm spending a ton on job advertising already, but I don't know if it's working. I don't know if I'm spending the right amount. I don't know if I'm spending it in the right places. Matt, you have a great team built around you and, and Bradley Reed and, and Kathy really helps out a lot on the on the education side of things. If someone's listening right now and they just want to chat, you know, 15, 20 minutes to say, hey, what could I be doing personally? What could Brad's staffing firm be doing? Am I spending the right amount? Am I spending it in the wrong places? What do you recommend people do? How can they get a hold of you? Reach out to us through LinkedIn, you know, my email, LinkedIn. We can we can chat, comment on the show notes or wherever you're listening to this, sure. we can we can reach out. But I think it's becoming more of a product and service here at Haley Marketing where we're helping companies just manage that spend because it's complex. It's really fast moving. It's the same tactics we were doing January 2021 are not the same we were doing January 2022. It's it's important so to really have a strong strategy and make sure you're not just fully listening to what the job boards say just because, yeah, they can help and they're really experts at their own job boards, but they also have a motive to make mm-hmm. a lot of money and to get people to spend more money. Their business, just like staffing agencies are, just like Haley Marketing is. So we can yep. we help clients manage that. And I think just reaching out to where you know we can help drive better results can can be a really awesome way to chat. We can look at your cost per application, your cost per click, your metrics, and pretty quickly know if you know you're doing well, if you're doing okay or even here are the areas for improvement. 
So yeah, reach out to Matt. If you're thinking, I'm not sure if what I'm doing from a job advertising standpoint is working, if we're spending too much, if we're not spending enough, I would encourage you to take 15, 20 minutes, have a conversation with Matt and his team and let them steer you on the right path. Again, no real obligation there, but I think it's worth having a conversation with your friendly insights host, Matt Lozar and his team. And one more cheap plug, check out my LinkedIn live from beginning of January. We walk through the successes of staffing agencies on job advertising in 2021 for looking back at the calendar year. It was, it felt like it was never going to happen. You know, March came, candidates stopped applying, but you know, staying the course and really working hard at it. There's a lot of great successes on how we can help clients and even takeaways. And this is the heli marketing content marketing way takeaways. You can take back to your team to try on your own. It's not, you know, only Haley marketing has a secret sauce. We're showing you what to do and you can take some of that back to your team and, determine ways to implement them to to get those strong results from the job advertising budget. Matt, we've had a lot of new listeners message us on LinkedIn recently, reach out via email. For those that are listening right now who don't know what your LinkedIn Live series is, give us the 15 to 20 second overview. How can I find it? Where is it? What is it? Because it is very, very good information and I know you're super consistent with it. So just give us that 15 to 20 second, you know, here's what it is. Here's how you can find it. Tuesdays, 11 a.m. Eastern time. We're doing it every other week. You know, on my personal LinkedIn page, there's not an easy way to see archives. You have to go back to my page and look at Matt Lozar's posts. LinkedIn doesn't archive videos the same way Facebook does, but check them out on my page. Um, Tuesdays, 11 a.m. You can always sign up for it and not have to watch live. You'll get the archive, obviously, but that's a great way to, to see that content where we focus a lot on recruitment marketing, the four pillars, mainly job advertising, but also career sites, employment, branding, and social recruiting. Great. Matt, let's talk about social media in 2022. You had talked about from a recruitment marketing standpoint that what you do in 2022 can't necessarily be what you did at the beginning of 2021. I think that the is the exact same for social media in a kind of, right? Let me kind of backtrack there and say kind of. Social media should and always will be about your business goals. What are you trying to achieve? What are you trying to do on social media to reach your business goals? Is it more applications or more job orders? What are you trying to do as a business? Your social strategy should be aligned with those goals. Otherwise, you're just posting stuff on social media. And while it might get a like or two, it might get a LOL or a ha ha every now and again. What does it matter? Right? We want to have calculated engagement drivers. We want to have calculated posts. We want every post to have a purpose. Gosh, I've sounded like a broken record on insights with that tagline. I should have trademarked it and, and getting residual income from that one. But when we think about social media in 2022, Matt, I'll be honest, I don't think it's that different than it was in 2021. If we think about goals and objectives, if we think about deploying tactics that are aligned with a strategy that align with our overall goals, not much changes. Thoughts? Goals and objectives aren't going to change. We talked about that in segment one. It's and my question back to you, and you know, I don't dig into the strong every day looking at what really works on social. I look at it from a social recruiting side. I think you look at it much deeper than I do. But to me, looking at how to accomplish those goals and objectives, it's Facebook groups, it's Twitter spaces, it's LinkedIn, you know, pushing text posts, maybe before image posts, whatever. You know, I always like to figure out how to hack the algorithm is such a generic and overused term. But it's important to know what those platforms and apps are pushing. I mean, you knew, I think it was 2021 at some point, maybe it was 2020, Facebook was going to start pushing groups because posts from groups showed up in the timeline more often. 
one of the app updates has a group's icon at the bottom. They had so commercials about it on TV. Correct. They did have commercials. Yeah, they did. That's a good point. And that's what they're going to push. Right. So that's one example of how can you help Facebook, Twitter spaces, I don't know if it works for this, the staffing industry, it works for the sports world really great. Yep. But how can that help you reach your goals and objectives? You're alluding to community. And, and the underlying theme that I'm hearing with everything that you're saying right now is community. Facebook pushes groups because so many people were complaining that their Facebook newsfeed was junk. Whether it's your friends, your family member, whatever it might be, the underlying theme of Facebook is it's junk because you're seeing so much stuff that it's just clutter. How do you get something that's specific to what you want to see? You join a group about football cards. And now the only thing you see is about football cards. How do you do that on LinkedIn? You join a group where people of like-minded individuals are talking about a very specific topic. Matt, you mentioned Twitter spaces. Twitter is incredibly noisy, incredibly noisy. How does it become less noisy? When you join a Twitter space that's only talking about NFTs. And now for 30 minutes, you're listening to an expert talk about NFTs because that's what the space is about. We cannot use social media as a megaphone. And if you are doing that right now, you need to stop because you're tuning out your audience. Your audience is getting turned off from that message. It needs to be aligned with your business goals and ultimately what's in it for the other person on the other end of that iPhone. When we think about social media, we use it as an escape. Remove business, remove anything else from what we're talking about. People go on sites like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube, whatever it might be, to escape from the 45-minute meeting that they just had so that they can make a cup of coffee, have five minutes to reset, and have some sort of mindless entertainment. How can you have a post that speaks to that individual, that captivates their attention, that wins their attention, and gets them to take action? And you've called it the modern-day smoke break on this show before. That was just what you said. I have. I have. And I, I love that analogy. People don't go outside. Maybe they do. I don't know. I don't smoke, so I don't know. But people don't go outside for a cigarette as often anymore. No. Instead, they take the 10 to 15 minutes to decompress on Facebook. It is the modern smoke break. Your community take was really good. That's one of the best takes you've had. I saw the light bulb go off when you when yeah. you raised your hand here. But it's right because in two examples, and maybe we can bring this back to staffing, it's going to be challenging with some, you know, with one of with Twitter spaces, but Facebook groups, we talked about my backyard rink in the opening segment from October yep. to March, that group's active in my timeline from April to September. I don't see a blessed thing about it because yes, it's not that time of year, which is okay. Yes. It's, it's cool yes. that 35,000 people across North America talk about this, but the Twitter spaces thing, like you said, the community, a perfect example. I'm a Cleveland Browns fan, disappointing season. Browns play poorly at, in the halftime of Monday night football last week, there's, tw- there's, I forget how many people there were, probably four or 500 people in a Twitter space, which is just an audio room on Twitter, right? Yeah. About five to 10 people can, can talk. Everybody else can listen. And it says, let's talk about this. There's 500 yeah. people venting to people they've never met before about the Browns poor performance. I didn't click on it and listen it to it, but when I'm on Twitter, you can see it at the top of your app. That means Twitter is pushing it. So the sense of community is there. So now the question, Brad, is two questions. One, how do we tie those back to staffing? And two, is this where we talk about TikTok? Wow. So how do we tie community back to staffing? Matt, we're in a people business. We are in business to put great people to work in our local communities in great opportunities. 
join Facebook groups that talk about Buffalo, New York. Join communities on LinkedIn or groups on, on LinkedIn that talk about Buffalo, New York. Join jobs and now hiring groups in Buffalo, New York. Be a part of the community that you're already a part of. Your business is stapled in a very specific area, unless you're a national staffing firm listening right now, and then you have to do this at a, at a national scale. It can still be done. You just got to work a little harder. But let's say you're a small staffing firm in Lehigh Valley. Join every single Lehigh Valley group and don't just spam the group with, hey, we're hiring, hey, we're hiring, hey, we're hiring. Be a part of the community. See what people are talking about. Ask them how their day is going. If people are talking about how they can't find their dog, tell them you're going to look for it too. You don't have to get out there and look through the woods, but have a comment. Leave some feedback. Talk to people. Matt, it's always about the community. When you think about where we've been in the last two years, we all started working from home. We locked up our doors. We didn't go anywhere for how long, right? We found more community in social media because it brought us closer together. It's actually kind of interesting that Facebook pushed groups during that time. That kind of makes a ton of sense now that I say it out loud. So yes, the tactics and what you do on social media are going to continue to change, right? There were times where we had said you need to post every single job and everything you do on Twitter. Everything you do needs to get pushed to Twitter. Twitter is a glorified text message. All you're doing is having conversations with people and having really good takes. If you don't have a spicy take on hiring, then Twitter might not be best for you. That's another point. And I hate to get long-winded here, Matt, but when I think about 2022, and maybe this is this is the final you know torch that I'll carry here, community, putting the human back in social media, putting the social back in social media, right? It's also being laser-focused into what's working and having the courage to say, listen, we're going to really double down on Facebook groups this year but we might not spend that much time on Twitter and that's okay. In having the courage to say, I'm going to allocate more resources to X at the expense of removing resources from Y. And that brings me to your point about TikTok. Do staffing firms need a TikTok? Yes. If you have the time to invest in TikTok, staffing firms need one. TikTok is the, I believe Matt, the data showed it was the number one website visited in 2021 over Google which was insane. Do staffing firms need a TikTok presence? Yes. If you have the time to invest in TikTok, if you don't and you don't have someone who wants to get in front of a camera and be fun and be captivating and be engaging on TikTok, then don't and punt it and do something else. And that's okay. We need to have the courage to say that's okay. Matt? Yeah. Don't do social just to do social. And I apologize for for cutting you off there, but that's what Brad's saying. It's it's don't just it's social media's community, people helping people. It's a people business, and that's a really great way. And is TikTok going to help you get direct applications? It might not, but it's we've said this phrase before. It is hot in the streets. It where is. I don't know the numbers either. I don't know if it was the number one website, but I feel like it's the number three social app right now, and just blew up really quickly. I mean, it's it's Facebook, and you know, and then. I don't even know if TikTok might be number two. The downloads are are insane because it, it has a awesome algorithm that can reaches users and just keeps them engaging with content they like. So as Brad summed it up, you know, community is really important. And I think, you know, putting that human element, which he's been talking about forever on insights, back into your social media strategy and and having a really good plan behind it, you know, you still could trademark every post has a purpose. Should. Matt, I got the data in front of me. Uh, an article from AndroidCentral.com. 
don't know them, got to be a reputable source. We'll go with it. TikTok has dethroned Google as the most popular domain worldwide in 2021, closing out the year with more traffic than the search giant Google. TikTok also surpassed Facebook as the most popular social platform, with the latter coming in the third in the ranking. Um, in September, TikTok reported more than 1 billion active users per month and even eclipsed Facebook as the world's most downloaded app on most mobile devices, including iPhones and Android devices. Matt, why is TikTok picking up steam? The reason is because it's entertaining, right? We talked about social media as an escape. Social media at its core, again, eliminate business from it is an escape. If you're in a 25 minute meeting, you got five minutes until you're next. Maybe you're going to grab a coffee. You're going to check Facebook. You're going to check something. It's an escape. That's why TikTok picked up momentum. So Matt, I want to wrap up the segment here. When we think about social media in 2022, for me, it starts with community. It starts with making sure every post has a purpose. Are you aligned with your business goals? And what are you doing to engage the end user? Are you wasting your time and theirs by throwing away content and throwing out posts? Or are you creating engaging, captivating social posts that are actually engaged with and entertaining? That's our show. And thank you for listening to another episode of Insights. If you found this episode valuable, we would love to know. You can message Matt or Brad on LinkedIn to share your thoughts. Have a question for us? You could tweet us at Haley Marketing and let us know what you're thinking or email info at HaleyMarketing.com. And of course, if you need a hand with your marketing or recruitment marketing initiatives, we would love to help. You can check out HaleyMarketing.com to get in touch with our team of marketing educators. For my podcast partner, Matt Lozar, this is Brad Biley. Make it an awesome year. See you next time.